0: Welcome to Bear Fruit, where we have kitchen table conversations about relationships, faith, and culture. We're covering all the stuff millennials usually talk about when people leave their own. On this week's episode, Deli and I have a very transparent conversation about something all of us may deal with at some point, insecurities. We share our own experiences, talk about where they started and how we've been able to deal with them. Pull up a seat and let's bear fruit. Hello, cousins, and welcome to Bear Fruit. This is Allie, and I'm here with Dudley. Hey, guys. How was your Easter weekend, friend? My Easter weekend
1: was fun. I got a chance to... Not really my hometown. I wasn't born there, but I'll call it, like, home. Um, I got to go to to Gradyville. Yes, Gradyville is a thing. We are in Mississippi, one of the largest communities in Magnolia, Mississippi. Um, See, I got to see... My folks, we had that was our first time having like a family, a big family gathering since the pandemic. Um, uh, most of us were vaccinated, so we, you know, felt safe being together. So it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I just got back. So yeah, how was your Easter weekend?
0: It was good. It was really busy. Um, you know, I work at a church, uh, so it's like the Super Bowl of church events. Mm-hmm. But it was very refreshing just to focus on like the resurrection and like the crucifixion of Jesus and to really like hone in on that. So it was really, it just felt really, really good uh, to be amongst friends. Like I hadn't seen some people like in a year uh, because they weren't comfortable like coming to church services, but now because of the vaccine and numbers going down, I was able to see people I haven't seen in a while and like just worship with friends and family. So that was really, really good. It was really good. I loved it. But one thing about Easter with my church, uh, they we have to record like video announcements and stuff. And I found it interesting. They asked me to do like the welcome on Easter. And I was taken aback because it's kind of a big deal to like welcome the people on Easter morning. Um, and I felt weird about it because I wasn't confident, but everyone was like confident in me. So like I guess that leads me to ask, what are some things that you see in me that you think I am like overtly confident in? And then I will tell you some things that I think you're overtly confident in.
1: Hmm. Oh,
0: let's see. Would you like me to go first?
1: Yes, because it's, I mean, it's such a long list for you. I need some time <laughs> to think about it.
0: Okay, so I think you are very confident in playing spades. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you go. Oh, okay, go ahead. You are very confident in that. I think you are very confident in what you, in styling yourself and what you wear. I think you're very confident in preparing to do something like if you have a project or like if it's a design or like anything with preparation like you're good with like planning stuff. I think you're very confident in that. Um, you're very confident in your driving. And I, I don't trust very few people that drive, um, but you're very confident to drive. And I trust you when you drive. Um, I think you're con. Mm, no, I take that back. I'm not gonna say. Uh.
1: Yikes. <laughs> I don't know if you're confident in that, but you shouldn't be. <laughs>
0: I didn't leave my lips. You'll never know. Um, that I think that's that's all I got so far at the top of my head. That's what I got off the top of my head. I think those are fair.
1: <laughs> fair. Okay, we're back on that word. It's so
0: just the you, first word that came to mind. That's all. So
1: you, so you named me playing spades. You named me driving. You meant mm-hmm. you. You named my dress. Like I guess my dress style in. Mm-hmm me planning and preparing.
0: Yes. Oh, I have something else. Okay. You are very... I think you're very confident in whatever you set your mind to. Like, if you say you're going to do something, like, you do it. So,
1: should I say now how many you got right, or should I go to you? Oh, say
0: say which ones I got right. I'm interested.
1: I am definitely confident in my driving, and I'm definitely confident in plant spades. The other two I struggle with. Really? Yes.
0: Remind me what the other two I said.
1: Planning and also dressing. Huh. Yes. But we can get into the you can we can get into why a little bit gotcha. later. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, for you, I think that you are Very confident in your hair maintenance. I think you are very confident in, um, I guess, your personality, like being meeting new people. I think that you're confident in your humor. I think you are aware that you are slightly comedic. Um, (laughs) And I think that you are confident in your ability to build bridges and build relationships with people. So not only meeting new people and introducing yourself to new people, but also being able to build relationships with, with people.
0: Huh. Wow. I don't <laughs> I'm speechless. I do feel confident in my hair sometimes, but I've just, because I've learned to submit to my hair and I realize my hair does what it wants. Um, so I just let it do whatever, but everything else I'm very surprised with the uh the new people, now the humor that's a given um
1: <laughs> I'm sure
0: uh but I think that even stems from insecurities uh like from Kevin Hart, laugh at my pain i like that's attached to that, but huh that's that was pretty good though. That was cool, thank you. I feel like I should thank you for that
1: so was that was that was that two out of four?
0: Yeah, it's two out of four
1: okay, so for our cousins out there, uh, if you haven't caught on, today we are going to be talking about insecurities mm-hmm. So I guess the question for you, which we kind of alluded to already, have you dealt with insecurities, and if so, specifically, what are they or were they?
0: If I went down the list, that would take up all of our time. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I'll categorize them. Uh, if I had to choose like top two, I'm not going to put limited to two. But I would say like physical appearance is has always been like a huge insecurity of mine. And my education has always been a huge insecurity of mine. I guess I can't put them into two. And how I've dealt with those is just kind of like embracing them the best way that I can. Um, so I guess that's where my humor comes in because it's like, if I joke about my, my faults, I could beat people to the punch mm. of making a joke about it. So if I joke about it, oh, I made you laugh. So we're going to ignore it and move forward um, instead of like acknowledging it. Um, like building relationship and building bridges and talking to people, I People wouldn't believe, but I get very nervous. And we talked about this before in a previous podcast because of just rejection and like trying to talk to new people and try to start new friendships and stuff that I never saw myself as a a bridge builder, but I feel like since I started following the Lord, he's kind of showed me that he put the tools that I needed to do that to build those bridges. But I just dealt with them by embracing them the best way that I can so far. Let's see. What about you?
1: So if I had to pick two things that I've been insecure about, one being so I have been insecure about how I dress because that insecurity I I've, I've I've dealt with insecurity about my weight, which will be surprise a lot of people, but when I was younger, I was really really overweight and it was kind of out of the blue. And then I slimmed down and I was like, I was super, super skinny. I remember my freshman year in college, I was drinking insure. I had insure in my dorm refrigerator. Oh, wow. Now I wish I would have never consumed that mess, but <laughs> I was, that's, I mean, it was always, it was always something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, always like conscious of how I look. And I think the mm-hmm. other, the last thing that I have have had insecurities with in the past were, was my skin color. I used to get teased a lot for being too dark or too black. Mm-hmm. And that was rough. Like, I don't think it was until I was probably an adult that I really was able to work through that insecurity. But that is, that's kind of like the roots are the, the background of some of the insecurities that I've dealt with.
0: So like with those insecurities, when were you made aware of them? Because I feel like no one is insecure until something is like brought to your attention. It's like mm-hmm. when somebody points something out in a movie or in a show or in a song, like then you can't unhear it and you can't unsee it. So like, when did that happen?
1: Um, I think the with both of like with my issues with my weight and issues with or insecurities of my skin tone. I think those started when I was a child. I just remember being teased about them. So like as a child, I'm not necessarily thinking about my weight or my skin tone, Mm -hmm. but when those things are pointed out and are brought attention to, now it's like, I'm always self-conscious about those things. And I think the other part of that is a lot of people don't realize that some of the things that we deal with, as adults, they go back to our childhood. Yeah. Like you can trace a lot of stuff that happened to you as a child, like stuff that in in some people's mind may be, you know, just childhood stuff that is just not important or you could just kind of like get over it. But you don't truly get over that stuff until you work through it. So I can still, I do remember a lot of the encouraging things that were said to me as a child, but I also remember a lot of, the discouraging things that were said to me as a child. And yeah. I think we all, whether we accept it or not, we all have an inner child with us. Like we carry, that child never really goes away. Like we carry those thoughts and those feelings with us and we express them differently. So we can express them in being overly confident. We can express them in depression. We can express yeah. them, like there are so many different ways to express those feelings that we've had that, that we had as a child. What about you? Like, when did you, when did you realize, or when did you become insecure about those things?
0: Um, So I became insecure about those all happened in my childhood. Uh, I didn't know. So I've always been a chubby girl, Um, but I did not know I was fat until someone like maybe my second A third grade class called me Butterball, and the whole class started calling me Butterball. And I remember going home to my granny, because my granny would pick me up from school, and asking her what a Butterball was, and my sweet my sweet old granny, we had to go run to the grocery store that day, and she was like, I got to go pick up some Butterballs, and she picked up these little sweet rolls, and I was like, a sweet roll is a Butterball? And she was like, yeah, but... Later on, because kids are so knowledgeable and want to be certain that I knew exactly what they were referring me as. They were talking like a butterball turkey. So at first, I was very excited to be a a roll because I love (laughs) bread. (laughs) I love love bread. I love bread. I was like, why would they compare me? I was like, they love me. They are comparing me to a sweet, buttery roll that accompanies meals. (laughs) 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 Like, they're, they're saying I'm a great addition. <laughs> I go with
1: anything,
0: <laughs> legit, what would be Thanksgiving without her? but they weren't just talking about the bread, they were talking about the freaking turkey um, so that was one thing, and it was just one of those things like I couldn't unsee so i would I would try not to eat lunch, I would try to i want to say harm myself, but I was harming myself because of the words they said, not knowing I was harming myself, so I wouldn't eat lunch in front of them because I didn't want to be teased for eating um. When I got home, I didn't want to eat because I didn't want to be fat anymore. Uh, But then I would be too emotional and then I would still eat. Uh, So that was my insecurity. And then when I uh, I was at this one elementary school, then I went to another for sixth grade and it was the last grade in that school, which was hard because they had already built relationships. They already built friendships and I was the new girl for the last year. So I didn't really make friends. So now... I'm being teased and bullied about my weight, but also um, about how I learn. So I was diagnosed with dyslexia and I went to this new school and I just wasn't comprehending like what was being taught. And the teachers weren't encouraging me. The teachers were like calling me out in the class and was taking out their frustrations on me and calling me slow and stupid and dumb. And it was just like, I believed what the teacher was saying, because it's one thing when the students are saying it, but when my teacher is saying this, then there has to be truth in it. And then um, there's something called, I don't know if they still have this, like 504 uh, for test taking. When I had to take a uh, cert- uh, standardized test, I would do 504. And all that meant was I wasn't timed like everybody else was. I was able to take my time and take the test. And I got better results when I wasn't on a timer opposed to like the pressure of time. And so I, they got accurate results. And, Showed I wasn't dumb, but at that time you couldn't tell me that because I believed the lies that was being told by my peers and the teachers. Um so, but then also I guess the beautiful part and just like you said, encouraged me. I also met one of my first black male teachers, Mr. Hawkins, um, who taught math. And I'll never forget a parent teacher conference, I was crying. Because he was like, he gave me like some problems to do in front of my parents and I answered them correctly. And he was like, why aren't you doing this in class? I was like, because people are making fun of me and I'm scared. And he was like, why don't you ask questions? I was like, I'm scared because people will make fun of me and I don't want to sound dumb. And he said, the dumbest question uh, is the, the dumbest question is the question that is not asked. And I know I say that all the time and like, y'all be joking around when I say, but that encouraged me from that point on because... That's how I learn. Like, I learn by asking questions. And I don't want to be, like, left behind uh, like I felt in those classes. So, yeah, those were – kids are mean.
1: That's what I was about to say. (laughs)
0: Like, as I'm thinking about this, I'm really with the school.
1: Like, just – kids are just mean people. But I think also, if we are not careful, we can be guilty of that same behavior as adults. Yep. Because I can almost guarantee you, just from you know being older and wiser now, a lot of the stuff that you might have been teased about, the people that were doing the teasing, that action was coming from their insecurity. Yep. And even as adults, I see people doing things or saying things that appears to me like it's coming from a place of insecurity. What are some? I guess how have how how were you able to work? through, I guess, the insecurities that you named, or or have you?
0: I think it's, I'm still in a, it's still an everyday work in progress. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not in the same spot I was when I was a child, but I'm also not in the same spot I was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or even five years ago. I think that I had to learn how much God loved me first. I had to realize who I was in him. I had to realize that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I had to realize and accept that he didn't make an, a mistake with me. Like the way that I learn is not a mistake. The way that I think is not a mistake. My perspective isn't wrong. Uh, the way he shaped me wasn't a mistake. Uh, the way he built my temple, I could take better care of it for sure, but that he didn't make a mistake. in it. And then I learn to embrace it and love what he did. And in doing so, it helps me day to day and it strives me to do better and to be better. And also I had to learn just not to sit and sulk in it. I think that I went through a period where like, I just felt depressed and sad and like lonely. And I just wanted to sit in it and thinking sitting in it would make it disappear but it's just building a given enough time for the lie to build bigger and bigger and bigger which makes it even longer to for the destruction period so what i thought i was just avoiding it i it took longer to heal from it instead of like moving forward with it and so those insecurities i like i still have insecurities about how i look there are still some days i am not a fan about how i look but Opposed to maybe five years ago when I didn't like how I look, I didn't go outside because I didn't want anybody to see how I look. Like I'm going to go outside. I don't care. Like because I have stuff to do, and I'm I'm not going to allow how I look to stop that. And even in pursuing my education, like I'm getting my degree in Jesus' name, December 2022. Now it's not in the time or fashion as everyone else is, and I'm earning my bachelor's. Which can be quote unquote later than some of my classmates or some of my peers, but I'm earning it. And that's what matters to me. I should, like, I just had to get outside of the comparison trap and stop comparing my lane to other people's lane and my story to other people's story and just really focus on Allison and making sure I'm doing the steps, taking the necessary steps Allison needs to take to be the best Allison she could be. So, yeah,
1: you. I mean, I definitely still deal with insecurities. Not so much my skin tone. I've fallen in love with my skin tone. I, I, do. To say, I
0: love your skin trend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're but welcome. I think
1: cause at one time, I don't know if I have shared this, but at one time I was like trying skin lightening methods. Oh. Wow. Like it was that I, it was that type of insecurity. But I don't I don't deal with that anymore. I, I love my skin tone, but I do still have insecurities about my weight, but I will say it's not the same type of insecurity that it used to be. What I have learned as it relates to my skin tone and my weight, one of my favorite prayers is the serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think once I really grasp that, like I can't change my skin tone. And I've grown to love it. So it's something I don't want to change. But there are other things about myself that I might be insecure about that I can work on. And I think the fact that I have the ability to work on those things gives me the confidence to move forward. So like if I'm unhappy with my weight, that is not the end of the world to me. Mm -hmm. Clearly, because my weight has fluctuated most of my life. I just have I've got the ambition and. You've, you've known me for over 10 years. My weight has gone up and down. And I get really excited and I'm like super ambitious. And if I set a goal, I'm going to hit my goal when I say I'm going to hit my goal. I just got to learn how to be consistent. But <laughs> I think that is that has encouraged me so much that the things that I don't like about myself or the things that I want to be better at or do better at. That's in my control. Yeah. You know, like that's not... Nobody else controls that. So I can choose to sit and sulk and moan and whine about it, or I could do something about it. And I think that is, that is empowering that God has given us. This is our body. This is our temple. So we, we can decide what happens to it. We can, for anybody that's dealing with insecurity.
0: That leads me to another question. Can you be confident and insecure at the same time?
1: I think you can. I think that, well, Maybe this is an assumption, but I think everybody has some type of insecurity Mm -hmm. and everybody has something that they're super confident in. Mm -hmm. Like if you tell me, like we were talking about earlier, you come see me in spades. All right. Like this weekend, this past weekend when we was playing spades by my folks, guess who won the most games? Not everybody else. I did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, (laughs) so I mean, I, I am confident in that. But mm-hmm. that doesn't, I think confidence doesn't eliminate insecurities. Right. I do think that people, there are people that have found the magic and have used their insecurities to boost their confidence. I do think that that is a thing. Like, I think people, a lot of people are fueled, have learned to be fueled by their insecurities. Yeah. Um. I know I'm. I'm kind of like that. Like, if somebody says something about me that, You know, I can't do it, or I'm not good enough. Oh, I I like that. You know, that's 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 not something that's gonna get me down. I was like, oh, you say I can't do it? I bet. And I think, but everybody is not like that. So I think you just kind of gotta find you gotta find your energy from where wherever you can get it. Because sometimes in the past, I've become a victim of my own self talk, and I've become Mm. a victim of other people's talk. And as I've gotten older. I've told myself, you're not going to be the victim of somebody else's talk. Like, you're not going to succumb to what anybody else has to say about you. But at the same time, I think the other side of that, I have had to be intentional about improving myself. self-talk. Because yeah. a lot of people don't even understand. What you say to yourself and about yourself makes the difference. Come on. I, come on, Dudley. Because I'm you? serious. Like, the... The things that you say to yourself and about yourself, like, that is so, that's so crucial. Why would you sit down and talk to yourself crazy? You don't want other people talking to you crazy. So why would you do that to yourself? I've seen people tear themselves down and then feel sorry for themselves. But at the same time, they're not even realizing you are the criminal and the victim in that situation. Yeah, So- It's in your best interest and in your spirit's best interest to talk good to yourself. Encourage, like that song when they talk about encouraging yourself. Hmm. That song does something to me because you. (laughs) Let me tell you something. If you know me, Dudley don't need nobody else to encourage him. I I know somebody that's gonna encourage Dudley. That's right. Who is he? And he is with me all day. Uh huh. He is me. (laughs) I am
0: him. And his name is me. Okay. That is. And enough. he loves me more than wow. You, ever know. <laughs> wow. you gotta, you gotta stop. That is not what Tamia was going for. But I'm saying, like you
1: we have the responsibility to take care of ourselves. Yeah. To take care of ourselves physically, to take care of ourselves spiritually, and to take care of ourselves mentally. So I would encourage people to find their confidence in themselves. And not seek yes. that from other people, but you can't find the confidence in yourself until you start treating yourself right and talking to yourself right. Yes. What do you I think? Agree. Do you do you think that you can be confident and secure at the same time?
0: Oh yeah, I do it every day. Mm. I do it every day.
1: Do you believe? I, do you believe that you are faking the funk? Do you believe it's fake it till you make it, or do you think
0: I? It kind of I do kind of what you said. So I. I am in, like, I am insecure in like some of my physical appearance, but I love me. I think there's, I still have insecurities and I wish I had like an insecurity meter. So it's not at like the tip top as it used to be in the past, but I feel like you said like, there's always something, I don't care who you are. There's always something you're going to want to change. There's always something that you're not going to. Uh, You're not going to like like I feel like we're always the biggest critics of ourselves But I found out I was doing in the past. I was doing in a very unhealthy way Now before I leave the room, I used to allow the world to tell me how I looked I allow people to tell me how I should feel about myself. But now I talk to myself I look in the mirror and I buck my head up So that way if I go out if somebody agree with me cool, if you disagree, that's your business because guess what? Allison done already decided that she looked good. Hey, Allison we're not, we're not has already,
1: already. We already did the work.
0: Already, I have already established that when I walked outside of this room and I looked in my full lit mirror and I decided on the accessories, what I'm wearing, the shoes, the hair, the makeup, the lashes. When I walk out the room, come on, best believed, that's it. And I feel like people say you always walk with confidence. I like I walk with a purpose. Like I realized I had to change my walk. Because hmm. I uh-uh. I was walking like I had nothing. I was walking like I was defeated. So I lit I faked it till I made it. And guess what? Here I am. Like I think a good example was this Sunday when I was talking about how I did the welcome. Like I was I did not like how I looked in my dress initially. I did not like I was like, I need to lose a few more pounds. I shouldn't have ate that extra pound of crawfish on Friday. I should have just pushed away from the table and not eat that extra chocolate oyster. But guess what? It got eight. <laughs> it's done now. It was done. And, done. Ain't got nothing much to do. It's Sunday morning. Ain't like a store open. Uh, And it's Easter. So you got to get that. And so I looked in the mirror and said, guess what? This what they got. This what they going to see. And Lord, we about to walk in there like this for you. And guess what? And that's what happened. And people are complimenting me on what they on what I wore. And I'm thankful for that. But I already knew when I walked outside the door, like this this it ain't no ain't no turning back. Ain't no this. I had, and I had a few moments. I was like, I felt like a marshmallow peep walking around there. And <laughs> oh, not an Easter peep. I felt like an Easter peep. But I was like, you know what, enemy? You don't have no room here. You have no room. <laughs> You know, we don't like peeps, About to say the most disgusting, that's what he going to plant inside my head. But I said, but guess I'm still going to march out here. OK, and I'm going to give my adult Easter speech. OK, yeah. I just feel like I had to be confident in that moment, even though I felt insecure. It's like I just had to like I had to be louder than the lies. I had mm, to be louder that's than like my inner thoughts I had to be louder than that And overshadow those things And just shower with positivity Like remove the distractions And focus on what was present And it helped And then afterwards I was able to come home Take off my shape well And eat my ribs and hamburger
1: i <laughs> But I'm going to the gym today I say we get it. We about to get it in, but I right. think when people talk about love languages, you know, obviously for a lot of people, their love language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, all of us appreciate being affirmed by other people. Yeah. But I think for me, that's not kind of to your point. That's not where I get my primary f- fuel from. At least not from other people, because like you said, before I walked out the door. Delilah done already affirmed himself, you know, and it's not, it's not even arrogance. It's just that I can't be dependent on what somebody else has to say because what if they have something to say that I don't like or isn't true? Right. That's not to say that you can't accept criticism. I do think that there are people in your life that mean well for you and that you should listen to and you should accept healthy criticism. But before all of that, you need to be able to, you need to be able to talk good to yourself. Like I was saying earlier, and you need to also, you can be critical of yourself, but you need to critique yourself in love. And then you need to affirm yourself in love too. So,
0: yes, I want to add something to that too. I think that we have to add value to ourselves. I think that we devalue, um, we're so quick to devalue something that is valuable. Like we know the value of a Tesla. We know the value of a Range Rover. We know the value of these cars. But in actuality, they're still cars, but because of what they could do, because of what they are, the value that they have, I think we should apply the same thing to ourselves. I know Mm. when I realized my value, like, it went up, stock went up, mm. okay, we're going to the moon that's that's mm. the lingo now with the stocks. um oh. yes, I'm here to teach you. um <laughs> going to the moon and valuing the stocks. I just like i I'm not letting the stocks drop on this if anything like they may fluctuate, you know there may be days where oh, we may be approaching the red, but please believe we're going back to the green at some point in some shape or fashion, so I think it's very valuable to know your value as an individual and whatever insecurity that you may have, that you are valuable and valued. Thank you for tuning into the Bear Fruit Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. Until next time, go bear fruit.